0: This is another episode of the Writer Web Podcast. Insights on growing a small business using the latest
1: technology, marketing best practices. I'm still Robert. Hey, I'm still Mickey, and I'm a little confused because you have the word offline in the title, I don't really know what that is. Yeah, we're (laughs) we're digital people, but we wanted to talk about something, I guess, different for a little while. Yeah, we'll give it a shot here. Um, So
0: yeah, so we're talking about what are the offline channels that you can drive people back to your website. See, so it's it okay, ends in a safe okay, place. Okay, good. All right. right? Good, it's good. all about how do we digitize people? How do we turn them into avatars, you know, just dwell in a virtual space? Perfect. Yeah, let's dig into that. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> yeah. So why should, and maybe this is an anti-question because I don't know what kind of answer you're going to give here, but
1: why should we care about non-digital marketing channels? And all jokes aside, we really should because some non-digital channels can be quite effective still. You know, we're a digital marketing firm, but our goal is to do whatever is best for our clients. And sometimes that's non-digital things. You know, there's some good offline methods that that can work pretty well.
0: Yeah, and ultimately they should both work together
1: because right, there's sure. you know a lot of traditional marketing platforms
0: and things that have been used for years and digital is the cutting edge and it is growing and it allows you to scale things. But those two things working together kind of in harmony is the best way to kind of, again grow your business and make the most of your brand. So what are some of those examples of offline channels? What do we
1: mean when we say that? Yeah, a couple good examples. One would be traditional mail. You know, mailboxes are emptier than they've been in the past. And so there's some opportunity there. I love the opportunity. I've heard someone call it lumpy mail. Basically mail with a book in it or a little gift or something. Like if you get just flat white mail, you're going to throw it away. But if you have something lumpy in your mailbox, you're going to open it and see what's in there. And so that can be pretty effective. Lumpy mail. Lumpy mail. It's that's great. A good term. Yeah. And then the other side is events. I mean, we still go to a lot of events. You can speak at events. You can just meet folks there. I mean, just getting out and about is how you meet people and that can grow your audience no matter what you're doing. knowing more people is generally never a bad thing. And offline events can be fantastic for that. That's
0: right. Yeah. We talk a lot about networking and that's a lot of the ways that we grow our business and, and get to meet new people. So, I mean, relationships exist both virtually and in person, but you usually, it, it helps to kind of be face to face and that takes more time. You can't meet everybody in person. But yeah, if you're going to an event, if you're going to a conference, that can be a really good way to, to actually literally physically get in front of somebody and have a good conversation that maybe will carry on virtually and online. But for sure, that's a good place to kind of get started. Yep. Um, So, you know, what are some of the advantages uh, that offline channels have that digital platforms don't? What are are some
1: of the advantages and pros there? Yeah, there's some soft ones like we talked about the lumpy mail, but I think the big one really is, like you said, that personal touch, you know, Zoom and Google Meet and all those have become fantastic tools and a great way to simulate an in-person conversation, but it's not the same. And it's, I don't know if it'll ever be the same. Maybe we have some 3D holograms and stuff, and even (laughs) that's going to be, you can't shake hands with that. Like, you know, it's going to be interesting, but yeah, nothing really beats an in-person interaction. So I think that's, that's not going to go away. I think, we saw it go away briefly with COVID and people missed it. It's coming back different now, but even then more events that were going to stay virtual forever are starting to go more in-person just because people, people miss that. It, it, it's so beneficial. Yeah.
0: And obviously the downside that we know the advantages of digital because we talk about it a lot. We know what, what digital has that maybe offline doesn't, but you know, if you were going in-person, if you're sending out physical mail, if lumpy or not, you know, it costs a little bit more. It's harder to scale, that kind of stuff. But that can be a backwards advantage in a way because it forces you to focus. Yep. You know, you're not able to have six conversations with somebody or, you know, six conversations, with six different people, if you're facing somebody in person, but that can be a good thing. You're more right, focused. More focused for you're, sure. you're less distracted in a, a real world scenario. So yeah. I and mean, that, that can be another big one as Absolutely. well. Um, so we talked about, obviously there's, there should be a kind of balance between virtual and non-virtual digital and and physical. so, Uh, what are the best ways, how do you find that balance between those kind of two different online and offline
1: worlds? In a lot of cases, I try to just bring one to the other. So, for example, uh, we mentioned before, our meetups have been virtual before. They're going to be in-person this year. We're going to use digital tools to drive in-person gatherings. Mm -hmm. And then there's the opposite. I spoke at an offline normal business event last week. And so it was an offline event, but now I've connected with these people on LinkedIn. We're having conversations online and commenting. So I've taken the offline to online. So if you can kind of bridge the two in different ways that can really work well. Yeah. I like that idea that you can kind of point to one from the other and vice versa, that like
0: you can use digital to drive in person, but then you can do the same thing. You can, you can use in person to drive virtual. And one thing we haven't really mentioned yet that I think is, is worth kind of talking about is uh, the thing that's made a big comeback recently are QR codes Mm -hmm. Um, because that's a good way to, I mean, literally to point people back to a a virtual digital world because you know, you can't, unfortunately, click a link on a postcard or on a flyer or something like that. But QR codes are becoming a lot more commonplace now. um, And I think that's a really good thing and a big advantage for uh, businesses. Yeah, I think generally
1: speaking... QR codes are only good for print, too. It's, it's frustrating when I see a QR code on, on my phone because you can't scan a code that's there. So <laughs> yeah, if you can print QR codes, that's fantastic. Yeah, like you said, to, to take the, the physical and make it make it digital. Yeah,
0: I I mean I will say I have done like because I've I've done several speaking events and that kind of thing. And usually people want to download your your slide deck that yeah. they're watching there in person. They don't have it digitally on them, right? So I usually put a QR code at the end of any of the presentations that I do to say, hey. Here's where you can go to a website to download this and, yeah. and other nice thing is you could point them to other resources and that you kind of open up the the floodgates to to reach them virtually that way. But yep. yeah, that's just another kind of QR codes are kind of the key to bridge the two worlds right. uh, of virtual and, and digital. I said the same thing, virtual and non virtual. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yes. We're we're just yes. <laughs> <we're> such a <laughs> virtual world. Yes, the two the two things have melded so much, I think, <laughs> that it's hard to kind of distinguish one from the other sometimes. Um, so how can you effectively stay connected offline
1: and online? How do you how do you kind of use those two different worlds to stay connected with people? So I think the key here is to be intentional. And I've had a few conversations the last couple of weeks about this and wrote a blog post not long ago about like gardening your digital tools, like maintaining them. Some people like to. I enjoy going into Obsidian and kind of tightening things up and adding links and referencing who I talk to and all that. Some people don't. And I appreciate that too. They want to have an evernote or ever something you just dump stuff in. But I found that that gardening and the tending to it online can really help facilitate those relationships. So, for example, after events like that speaking event I talked about last week, there were a few other speakers. So I took notes for one of the speakers and put in my thing, and then connected with them on LinkedIn and added them to my phone contacts. And anytime I meet someone, I make sure they go to my phone contacts, so I have them if they call. I knew who they are. So it's just kind of connecting those. But it takes intentionality and takes almost like busy work to get it done, which I kind of enjoy doing that. And again, some people don't. But the more you can. Take note of the 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 yeah, the in person events mm-hmm. and make them make them virtual. Adding the context to your phone and connecting with them on LinkedIn and taking notes of what was said. I think you can really help facilitate those in the future. But. If, take some effort. You got to be intentional.
0: Yeah. So let, let's make this personal just one second before we wrap up here. All right. Um, You are obviously somebody who almost always prefers digital stuff. I mean, you obviously have plenty of in-person right. things that you're doing, but you when you take notes, you like them to be virtual. When you keep contacts, you like them to be digital. Right. So are there places, I guess, from your perspective, since you are kind of a more a digital focused person, and I mean, I could admit the same thing for myself as well, but are there times where you would rather do something analog and rather do something kind of physically rather
1: than digitally? So it's interesting because the analog I do is, is usually like on my Kindle scribe, which is a <laughs> digital tablet, but I treat it as a piece of paper. Yeah, It doesn't sync up to anything. So it's essentially taking notes on paper. And so I do that quite a bit in meetings where a computer would be inappropriate. You know, if I'm in a business luncheon, it's okay to pull out you know something like a Kindle scribe and write on it versus a laptop where you'd be typing. That's essentially the same to me. One feels more appropriate than the other, but... If I do take notes on the scribe or in a piece of paper or whatever, that's where I don't keep them there. I use it as a place sure. to take notes in church or wherever I am, and then I, again, spend the time to tend it and put it nicely in obsidian and link things up and spend the time to make it great there, which is, it takes some time every day to do that, but over time you have just this wonderful resource of all the stuff in a searchable place. You know, the problem with analog to me is it's very hard to search. You know, if you, even in a book, if I, if I highlight things in a book, I'll put a little sticky tabs and when I'm done reading the book, I'll take all those highlights and type them into the computer so I can reference them later and... See where they cross over one another and if they mention someone. it's Some of the insights you can see from those tools are fantastic if you want to take the time to do it. And sure. Some don't and that's okay too.
0: Yeah. It's, it's just funny because there are times when I would almost rather force myself to do some of those things analog, like you mentioned the mm-hmm. book example. I'd rather have to flip through the book and find that quote because sometimes... It's just nice to flip through a physical oh, book. But sure. also, sometimes I see that quote that like, oh, I forgot about the thing that they right. said that oh, thing. Yeah. So
1: it's kind of cool. So it's serendipity can be awesome on that
0: sort yes, of thing. Yeah. Sure. Yes, yeah. And if you overly digitize things, you miss some of that. So it's it's nice to, to infuse a little bit of the analog into our digital oh, yeah. lives, even though, again, the two have been become so fused together that it can be hard to right. distinguish between one or the other sometimes. Absolutely. So if you have been, thank you for listening to this episode of the Brighter Web Podcast. Brought to you by Green Melon, a digital and sometimes offline marketing agency. To help your business keep up with the latest digital marketing trends, check us out at greenmelon.com. You can also find show notes and more episodes at Web.